0: Welcome to When I Was On My Mission, the podcast where missionaries tell true, unbelievable stories that they experienced firsthand. I'm your host, Brian Jetson. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating in your podcast app. It really helps us out. Welcome, everyone, to the When I Was On My Mission podcast. Super excited to have my brother-in-law on the podcast, Eric Bowen. Eric, welcome. Thank you. And Eric, super excited to hear the story that you're going to share with us today. Before we jump right into that, though, uh, where did you serve on your mission?
1: So, yeah, I served in the Suriname region. It's the uh, West Indies mission, Dutch speaking. So, yeah, just north of Brazil and South America. Very cool. And
0: what was it like to speak Dutch? Was that tough?
1: It was tough. Like, I... I'm not like great at English in general. Like I'm not good at writing. I'm good at math and science. So like learning another language was really tough. But I think after six to nine months, I I had it down pretty well. Very cool.
0: Yeah. I just spoke Southern English down there in North Carolina, which took a little while to learn. Yeah. Picked it up pretty well.
1: And it's nice that like where I, where I served a lot of people, uh, Dutch wasn't like their main language, like their second or third language. Like they weren't really advanced with it. So I was able to, kind of match their level of Dutch oh, gotcha. pretty quickly rather than actually being in the Netherlands there. Gotcha.
0: Well, let's just jump in now and love for you to share your story with us.
1: So when I was on my mission, I helped perform an exorcism. Wow. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of, it's a story that like, I feel like I don't love sharing because I feel like it is like a spiritual experience and it's like a little bit sacred to me. But I think more than anything, it's just like, it's cool to like normalize it. Like it's cool to know that like devils exist, Satan exists, like those things are real and we believe we have a way to combat that.
0: Totally agree. We're trying to share these real experiences that happen on the mission and exactly what you talked about, so I'm Yeah. Excited.
1: And I like like I said, I'm a very like logical guy. Like I I don't know, I would never believe in like ghosts or any of these like weird out there things, but you know, after you see it, like you, you believe it and you know it's real. But to give you a little backstory, I was in the furthest south part of my mission, so you're in the jungle, um, you're really far away from any civilized, like, area, you know, it's very broken up, everything's pretty far apart, you're in the middle of the Amazon rainforest or jungle there, and I was in a branch that was pretty small, um, I guess a branch is the actual church building, there were maybe like a hundred people in the, in the area, and maybe like every Sunday there was like 20 people that showed up.
0: And how big of a of a geographic area was that?
1: It was probably over like, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 miles, like a round circle. Wow, okay. In the diameter. All, so it was, like it was pretty the, big. All
0: kind of in that jungly feeling. Yeah. like we, It
1: was long enough that we'd bike, but it'd be like an hour bike between different areas of the, um, I guess, the branch. Gotcha. But one of the leaders of the church there, he wasn't uh, the main leader of the church, but he was like a helper. He was a first counselor there. He was like a recent convert, meaning he hadn't been with the church very long. He was baptized like a year or two before I got there. And he was just like a huge guy. I mean, he's like six, four, probably like 300 pounds, but, um, from like, you know, a Creole background, but it's like the nicest, like teddy bear of a guy you've ever met. Like you just loved him. He was super friendly to everyone. Um, But one day, like, he didn't show up to church. We're like, oh, like, that's weird. Like, he's always here. He never misses. So we went over to his house, and, like, it's pretty tucked away in the jungle. We get there, and usually right away, he's like, oh, like elders, I love you. Come in. Like, we're so happy to have you here. But right away, he's like, go away. Like, I don't want to talk to you. Like, yelling at us, which is really weird. So we, we actually called, like, the leader of the church there. And he's like, oh, like, I think I might want to come and, like, go in with you guys, like, I think looking back, he, he'd he kind of done the same thing before, where um, before he converted, he was kind of part of this like cultural voodoo religion in Suriname. And uh, yeah, I'll get into a little bit more. But so we, we came back with one of the he was actually the president of the entire mission there. So the entire area in Suriname, he came in because I think he knew that things would probably get a little freaky when we went in. <laughs> But we finally, like, we talked to him. He calmed down enough to, like, let us in. And it's just the weirdest feeling. Like, when you go somewhere that's, like, demonic, you can, like, feel it. Like, you right away, like, feel sick. You just like, feel like you shouldn't be there. So, it's sick, like a,
0: sick, like, physically sick? Like sick yeah, like, to your physically stomach, sick, or? like, you
1: didn't feel good. And you just like, I don't know, like, I, I would never think, like, you could feel these things. But, like, it was just, like, in the air. You could feel, like, something's amiss here. Something's wrong like, I don't feel good being here. Like, the Spirit's not here. But, like, we came in, and he was just yelling at us. Like, he was yelling. Like, Hi. He, he got offended by someone in the church. So then he kind of went back to his old ways and started listening to, like, preaching from this weird voodoo thing. And then one, one of the things, like, you realize when you're there is every once in a while you see people with, like, a silver band around their bicep. Okay. It's like a, a thick silver. It almost looks like a chain. They, like crafted to go around their bicep, and I don't know a ton about it, but the story I heard was when there there was a war in Suriname between kind of, you know, the Dutch settlers where they had actual guns versus, like, the slaves there, and, I mean, the story I heard, I don't know how true it is, but, like, they made a, the, the slaves made a pact with the devil that if they wore this thing around their bicep, they'd become invincible, and... I don't. Know, I guess that's just kind of how it carried on. It's like a sign that like you're a part of this voodoo thing. Is you have a thing around your bicep, and, and, and I, that's
0: I, like a part of that pact to the devil. Yeah, supposedly. Like I don't.
1: I don't know the truth of it. but That's what you hear as a missionary. So you always kind of look out for it. Like you meet people with that, you're like, okay, I should probably like stay away. And yes, yeah, so never seen him wearing one, but like he was wearing that when we got there. Like he kind of gone back to his old ways with it. Finally, like he calmed down enough. We're like, hey, we're gonna give you a blessing. And with a blessing, like you, you put your hands on their head and you kind of provoke the power of God. You give a blessing, but as we started doing it, like right away, we put our hands on his head, started giving a blessing, and right away he started freaking out, like full on, like the movies, like yelling, screaming, throwing his arms around, like trying to get out of it, and we kind of like
0: resisting against, like resisting against it, yeah,
1: and he was full on screaming, yelling. Um, rolling like not rolling around but trying to get out of it
0: and this was the guy that was six four yeah so big dude
1: we had we had four or five people there that kind of i don't know helped bring him down calm him down but yeah then he did that for a little while then kind of by the end he calmed down and was just sobbing crying um just very calm but yeah like right away like his like demeanor changed he seemed like a different person gave everyone hugs like oh i'm so grateful that you helped me like just very, very thankful and kind of went back to how we knew him, but it was really weird for that, that short time. He just wasn't himself.
0: Interesting. So was there a noticeable change from when you showed up and then after you had performed the exorcism, after you gave him the blessing, did it, did it feel different or? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like, like I was saying, it was just like a dark eerie feeling and right away, like after that, I, we could kind of just feel that, you know, the devil, whatever, you know, the demon that was in there was just gone. Like it wasn't there anymore. The. You know, the air in the room felt different, just felt peaceful. That is wild. Yeah.
0: And so what happened to him after the, after that, how long, how much longer were you in that congregation for? So yeah.
1: I was there for another probably two months after that and nothing weird like that ever happened. He came back to church. He was, you know, a leader in the church. Nothing like that ever really happened again. It's wow. kind of just that short time where he got offended. He went back to his old, like ways, kind of picked up the things that would invite demons back into his life and then he kind of got it fixed and went back to normal wow
0: that is wild and just want to dig in a little bit more on how you felt were you scared was this like an intimidating situation for you or like how how are you
1: feeling yeah. while, while that was going on that's a good question i'm trying to remember exactly but i mean in my mind the things i remember was just like getting there and feeling really bad like feeling like i didn't want to be there i shouldn't be there um it it, it helped a lot that there were there were members of the church that had more experience, had kind of gone through that. I think they kind of came in expecting what had happened because they kind of known his past and kind of knew that there was probably something demonic going on. So I think they kind of powered me through, or else it would have been hard to, like, have the confidence to do that while he was being that, like, negative and aggressive towards us.
0: Gotcha. Well, that's... I think
1: one thing I wanted to add in there, one of the things that's really cool is, like at least in my mind when you get scared of things demonic at least i i i think and i understand that like they can only really come when you invite them like it was a clear choice that he made to invite them back into his life and you know without that i don't think they can really have any power over you or kind of do you any harm
0: well that that is an incredible story i never had anything like that occur to me when I was on my mission. So that's yeah, really that's um, wild. Yeah, that is wild. But thank you for, uh, for sharing that with us. And just want to ask you a couple more questions before you go Okay. first. Um, I want you to think back to when you opened up your mission call and, uh, you were called to the West Indies. What, what did you think? What were your feelings?
1: I think right away it's just confusion. Like I had no idea where I was going. I <laughs> was like getting their phones out. Like where even is that? Where are you going? But I think right when I figured out like where I was going, it just like felt right. Like I wanted to go somewhere out of the country, I wanted to go somewhere where I'd learn a language. And I like I love warm tropical places and it's fun to go to the Caribbean, it's fun to go to South America. So I think overall I was just excited to go.
0: And thinking back on your mission, was it worth it?
1: Yeah, no, it's for sure worth it. I think everything that uh, really good in my life or there any everything that's been good in my life is really calmer stemmed from that moment like my decision to go um not only from my career my personal life um, my marriage all those things i can really look back and say it all started with my decision to go on a mission so yeah i'm very very grateful that i went
0: well great eric fantastic story thanks for sharing it with us today and really appreciate you stopping by
1: yeah no problem
0: i hope you enjoyed this episode of when i was on my mission if you or someone you know has a great mission story, we would love to hear it. Please email us at contactonmymission@gmail.com, at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram or Facebook at when I was on my mission. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating in your podcast app. Now go on, get yeah.